Welcome to Straightforward. Hi, I'm Kim McKay and I'm an idea DJ. I use my unique blend of clarity and creativity to mix and remix the world's best business ideas. In this series, I'll be talking to my mate Emma Castle and a host of experts to help you move straight forward in business. I've been accused of being blunt and I don't have time to waste and neither do you. So let's kick off today's episode. Hi, Kim. I'm super excited today because we're going to talk about brands. Um, so what makes a good brand? So you're almost as excited as me on brand. I think a lot of things make a good brand. So it's really, and I guess the one thing that we kind of ignore a lot are the brands we use as, as consumers. So if you just sort of mentally step through your day from your toothbrushing in the morning to your hot chocolate at night or whatever there's a you've made an unconscious brand decision for every part of your day for many of us it's a decision to save money so you might have um, a no-name brand for some of us it's a decision to kind of think with our um, vanity so you've got some skincare products that are ridiculously expensive and you kind of know they probably do nothing then you might jump in your car and there's a big brand decision you've made there maybe around keeping your family safe or showing off in a sports car every day we're making these decisions and we have to realize that as business owners that that's what's happening and people are making these subconscious decisions about your brand all the time so you need to think about your brand always. I pray at the Church of Brand. I think brand is what makes a business successful. The difference between making money and not making money, the difference between needing a not um, large advertising budget and requiring a huge ad spend because there's not enough brand love or brand advocacy. And I know in another episode, we've talked about brand soul. This this is slightly different. This is kind of thinking about what makes a good brand on the outside. There's lots of frameworks you need to kind of evaluate. Um, but ultimately, every great brand needs to be different, differentiated to its competitors, extremely relevant. And it can be relevant to someone's wallet, you know, their head, their heart, you know, you're not going to be relevant to all things to all people. And you have to be sustainable. And by that, I don't kind of mean eco. I mean, can you scale your brand? Can you own that differentiation and that relevance for the long term? Simply put, can you own that area for the long haul? If not, then you haven't sort of jumped what they call the three hurdles to have a great brand. So differentiation, sustainability and relevance. Okay. You've got to have those um, and just be really honest with yourself. Have you have you got them? And then the, the other frameworks, I know we talked about brand soul, but, you know, you might call it a brand identity model. You might call it brand architecture, but you do need that framework definitely. You need quality cues in your product. So a characteristic that serves as a shortcut so that consumers kind of know what you're about. The big brands have that. So Tesla have done beautiful branding. Apple have. We've got this sort of idea of their quality cues because they've got this signature packaging or a signature customer experience. You just look at the Apple in-store experience. They brought a dead retail back to life with their awesome experience. You think of computer shops in the 90s. It was just a, a guy there fixing computers in a really messy space. And then Apple kind of redesigned this technology shopping experience. That's a quality cue. So what of those have your brand got? You know, and frameworks, if your brand goes global, that think about, okay, well, 
this is what I can change about my brand per market, but these are my non-negotiables. So there's quite a few um, frameworks and any customer who kind of works with me directly, we go through them. But for this podcast, I really just want to make the point that brand is what gives you stakeholder value. It is what lets you go to IPO. It is your value. And it's really hard because it's intrinsically hard to prove that to a board or a CFO that brand is of huge value. But I do think it sets businesses apart. And ultimately, when business gets sold or consumers decide to invest in you, it's the brand they're investing in more than the product sometimes. Right. So what happens when people rebrand? Like, if you've spent all this time building this authenticity and trust and recognition, what's the process of a rebrand going to do for you? Sometimes people do it just because it's it's ego. I've seen a new CMO come in, throw everything away. They want to put her or his kind of stamp on that brand. As a business owner, do watch out for that if you've got that in your team. But I actually endorse brand rebrands because if you've got your brand soul right, your vision, your values, they those tenants should stand the test of time and something you should always be working towards. But the thing is, Em, fashions change. The way we interpret brands change. So as long as your um, what people love about you doesn't change, you're allowed to make a prettier logo. You're allowed to juice things up a bit. Just, you know, don't change what people have come to to love about you, which is the product or the customer service or the way you talk to them. That's the bit that I think shouldn't change. Right. Okay. So yeah, you can kind of change your makeup, but absolutely. And we, you know, we all should change our makeup. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like update from your eighties hair and makeup to like current day, but don't change your personality basically yeah and but I had give such kudos I guess to those brands who never have like you know Tiffany have never changed their blue nor should they you know there's those brands who just would have gone through fashion and unfashionable periods and sort of stuck it out and I think there's a huge value in that uh, as well Coco Chanel you can look at some beautiful brands that have just stood the test of time and I'm sure they've had some conversations that said it's time to change the brand and the people who made the brave decision not to, I I applaud them as well. Well, Because that also says something about you. It says something about tradition. It says something about confidence. It says something about taste, I suppose, that you have such confidence in your own taste that it doesn't really matter about the whims of, you know, the consumer landscape possibly. And more importantly to me, it says trust. It just says we trust ourselves. We've got this right. We've had it right from the beginning. And when they trust themselves as a consumer, you can kind of sense that, I think. Yeah, cool, cool. So just quickly, like what are three of your favourite everyday brands? Like you mentioned your toothbrush to your hot chocolate. So what are three things that you Oh, my gosh. Okay, so when I look at my – I'm just looking at my bathroom cabinet actually in my mind, I would say – rationale I'm putting on six layers of um, serums that I know you know really are probably doing something but I'm sure I could do that a lot cheaper Um, and then the other brand that I just love and never doubt is Apple everything I pick up iPods I go to sleep with an iPod for my podcast I have an iPhone iPad laptop that is my life I feel like and I'm sure a lot of people um, can relate to that one and then another brand would be Narada tea <laughs> oh yeah cool. it's just my everyday go-to I it's not 
expensive, but I also know that it um, has the least pesticides. At least that's what I uncovered on research. So I feel a little bit better about, you know, knocking back four or six cups of black tea every day. So there's just there's little subconscious or unconscious decisions and biases that um, we make every time we buy a brand. Yes, so true, so true. Well, um, thank you so much, Kim. That was so interesting. Thanks, Em. I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to Straightforward. I'm Kim McKay. If you liked today's episode, please leave us a review. If you want more information, why don't you visit my website, kimmckay.com.